You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 321. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Hey guys, welcome to today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the way to listen to your books the way you listen to your podcasts. If you're like me, you love channeling. This is what The Collective and Abraham and everything we've been about in the last few years is all about here on The Lively Show. And if you want to find an Audible version of that, my recommendation are the Paul Selig books with the guides. Their most recent one is called Beyond the Known Realization. You can find it by looking under the name Paul Selig on Audible. And it's amazing. It's actually my favorite one that they've done so far in their collection of series. But of course, you can go back into their archives and go through many of their books they've shared. And I love it because it's channeling all about consciousness and realization. For a limited time, get three months of Audible for $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price of Audible. Each month, choose one audiobook plus two Audible originals for free. If you want to, you can go over to visit audible.com slash lively, L-I-V-E-L-Y, or text lively to 500-500. Give yourself the gift of listening. All right, guys, thank you for the radio silence. It's not a six-month drop-off like it was earlier this year. I just was really tired adjusting to all the travel, seeing my family in the U.S. over Thanksgiving and what we kind of made Christmas for our family and then also getting off to Cape Town. So now that I've been here, it has been quite an adjustment of all the different travels from Europe to the US to Africa. And then, yeah, just felt really tired. And you'll hear me share that with the collective. We have an episode today with Annie Francoeur channeling the collective as we have recently in the season seven of The Lively Show. And in this one, we're going to talk about so many different topics. It's really one of my favorite ones. It's kind of a potpourri, but it's going to talk about 2020, time and vibration, align numbers. We're going to talk about the whole purpose of this reality as we know it. Like, what's the point of humanity and enlightenment and the whole game of source playing humans? So this is a really fun one. And if you've been feeling tired recently, this may also answer some questions that you've been having about your own experience as well. Let's go to the show. I am thrilled to have you here. I have tea. Normally you say you want to drink afternoon tea. Well, I now have some with me to drink with you. We're glad to be here and share tea with all of you. All right. I have some questions today. It's going to be an interesting one if we cover these topics. These are things that are on the mind of Jess and one of the listeners, Megan and Annie. So one of the things that Annie and Jess spoke about in the beginning before we got on this was about, well, two things. One many people feeling very tired lately, especially me as Jess, extremely, extremely tired. And then also a lot of chaotic experiences, whether on the macro scale, like Sydney having the forest fires and the air quality really compromised all over the state of New South Wales, or um, here in Cape Town, where I am now, there's been this load shedding, which is electricity getting cut off for two and a half to five hours a day lately. And then even Annie in Quebec was having um, water turned off for 24 hours. And those are like big scale things. And then things like work issues or health issues from people that Annie knows or Jess knows some people with ceilings falling in on their <laughs> in their apartments and boat wrecks and um, just a lot of chaotic things. So I was wondering if you could speak to either the macro and micro energies that are chaotic and also why are we so tired lately? (laughs) That's a fabulous way to start our time together. 
we will begin with the chaos because that's the place where the channel doesn't want to go. <laughs> so we will take there very gently. Chaotic energies are felt by humans in at different levels, we have to say. It's not always the same. Of course, there are the obvious things like the wildfires and water shortage or electricity shortage. And these are the obvious. So the one you can feel, the one you can sense, the one you can observe, and the one that has impact on your daily life. So this chaos is pertaining to either the structure of the living being you are evolving on, which is called Earth, and it has its own system to which you are linked, and Earth is linked to you, so you're all one, but the tendency is to have forgotten about that altogether. So humans, the mass is thinking separately from the earth. And while it would be helpful for you to just remember to send love to the beautiful planet that you are dwelling on, so it can feel your presence as the awakened beings that you are, that you are becoming. And this is like reconnecting a part of this system consciously to the whole, which will be helpful. No matter where Earth is evolving to, no matter what is the next step, bringing consciousness to your impact as human beings walking on this Earth, bringing that consciousness to your heart and sending love and showing Earth that you do love her because that's what we hope, that's what we feel is happening. But sometimes you get distanced from that fact. Sending this love to Earth will be very helpful to quiet some of these energies on which you do have an impact. Obviously, you don't have an impact on everything. But this is something that we're really happy to bring to your consciousness even more than what you already know. Does that take a certain amount of time or a certain format? We will not go into what format it can take. Time as soon as someone, and here we're having <laughs> a little inner discussion with Annie, we would really like to be able to share this. So as soon as even one human is sharing and sending their love to the system supporting them in a physical way, which is the earth, there is going to be a difference made. So if a group of human, if those listening to this right now, or whenever they listen to it, if those consciously send their love and their peace and their willingness to connect to earth, it will make a difference. It will bring a higher vibration and she will have less, let's say, work to do to clean what's in the system of the vibration because earth is a living being. It has a responsibility of holding the balance of its own system and in a certain way, balancing for what people are not doing. It's like, let's say, you could compare Earth 
to a human body and humans on earth would be compared to the bacterias on the human body, on the skin. When there is a separation, there is more chaos. When there is unity, when there is love, when there is communication, when there is acknowledgement, you won't start speaking earth language tomorrow morning, you know. But the thing is, it's going to be helpful for the whole system and for your own energy field to just recognize her work, her love, her nurturing to you, and just send it back to her very simply. And we're not saying this is going to extinguish the wildfires or lower the sea levels, but it will help the whole experience evolve in towards a more balanced result or next step. Nothing is predetermined in our point of view. We know this is a huge topic for human minds, but as a whole, you and your planet and your system, when you get in sync, when you just share the love, when you just are in your heart center and just not overthinking, but just connecting to your environment, this is so helpful for the whole experience of evolution. So that's what we would like to share about chaos. Question on that. So what I see if I'm looking at potentially my audience and knowing people in my circle of the world, I see a lot of people when they want to quote unquote love the earth, go on Instagram, for example, or a social media platform, or maybe they're doing this with conversations with people and shout about and, and share the horrible things or go to a protest and there's a lot of yelling and screaming, whether it's on social media or they, they mean it well. I think that the, and they're upset and they think that their love for the earth is in this protesting way going to change it. Is that useful or not? We would say this is resistance. And that's not where we would suggest you to go. That's not the way we would put emphasis on. We would love seeing people, if they want to gather together, why don't they gather together and meditate and just come back to their own center and stop the hatred and stop the comparison and stop the judgment. And this is so much more helpful, you know, heightening the level of vibration of the whole experience at many levels, levels that are macro and micro levels of the human existence of the planet, we would say trajectory of evolution. Raising the vibration is something that you could do, do so easily when you all come back to your own center and you stop the judgment or accusing. The facts are what they are. So we say it's good to know what's happening. It's good to be aware, but then come back to your center. And if you'd like to have a choice, we would suggest choose not the, the manifestation or the hatred towards someone who did something, but come back to your center and altogether 
raise your own energies and that will stop your inner chaos and that will have an impact on the outer chaos. We're not saying it's all related to what's inside of the human heart, but it's so much more helpful for the whole to start with the individual and come back into your heart center, into your own purity, union with what is. Beautiful. I even notice I love noticing language and humans. And one of the things America, not just Americans, but I I think a lot of people like to say not just them is saving the planet. And I noticed as I was getting a refill for coffee at this certain coffee shop that serves them in plastic cups, they wanted to replace the cup. And so the first day I went, I didn't want them to put it into a new cup. I mean, I was fine. I was already had a, I was like, we could just use this one. I'm just going to hand it to you. And the first day I said, I want to save the planet. And I didn't like the words. So then I thought, what else could I say that would be more accurate? And the next day I did, I said, because I love the planet. And the coffee shop guy laughed and he giggled. He's a, he's from Sicily and he was in London. He was, oh, I love the planet. And he just like, and it was this really lovely moment of just being able to I think maybe do what you're sharing is a bit different, even in something as simple as how we describe what we're doing. If you could just feel that, we are just feeling the shift. There's a huge shift in that. Feel the energy if you want to save something or if you want to love it. You love the planet. In that, that is what is true compassion. You are accepting, supporting what is. You don't feel it's broken and it needs to be saved you are loving it so you're taking care obviously you don't want to use a plastic cup if you don't need to and these are good things to do but the the words in the human minds they are so important because they hold a vibration too so when you say i'm doing this because i love the planet there is a shift already there is a huge shift And it brings joy, and you saw it, it brings laughter, and people are surprised, and it lightens their heart, and it's a chain. It's an amazingly beautiful chain, and it starts with one being, being conscious that, oh, when I say I want to save the planet, something feels, that's not exactly what I am about. I am loving the planet, and I still don't want to use an extra cup and I'm still using my cup, that's wonderful. But the vibration that is held in the world is very important also. We're not saying everything is conveyed through words, but for now, where the humanity species is, words are still the main vehicle for vibration. And it's important to be aware of that. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad you like that too. I I found it fun and it was fun to see his reaction was so delighted (laughs) by my statement. So it did create a little nice moment for all of us. What about this tiredness? I mean, I've been on the sofa for two days and I could say it's all the travel and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think it's just me. Even people that I know that aren't going through potentially a big shift in awakening, but are just people I know as friends around me have been feeling very tired. And I know people in summer down in the Southern Hemisphere and up in like London where it's dark all day now, practically both are feeling tired. We are delighted with the question, (laughs) really, because we're coming back to the whole system 
in which you operate. And we would remind you that Earth is going through shifts and changes of seasons, and the seasons are bringing vibrational shifts. And for some people, for now, they are entering winter, and for some people, they are entering summer, but there is a shift. And there is also the shift or the demand on consciousness that this time of year is bringing for a lot of people on the planet, what you're calling the holidays or Christmas time or the new year. And we would like you to do this, to enter this little exercise we're offering you. Feel the pressure that is put on you, humans, as you're entering the new decade of the numbers are 2020. As you're entering that, the hopes and the fears, these are having an impact on your physical body as a collectivity. And we are suggesting to you that you just sense that, feel that, take a moment to be very still and see how this collective, we would say almost it's a, it's not hysteria, but it's really something People are having lots of fear of what is coming for them in the near future, and they have high hopes, but their hopes are stemming from fear instead of stemming from just knowing everything is going to be wonderfully okay no matter how it evolves. So when you feel that tiredness in your body, in your maybe in your mind and emotions, we encourage you to come back to the core of you and to see what is yours and what is not yours in that. How do you know when it's yours and when it's not yours? Just ask. <laughs> is this mine? I hear not entirely no. <laughs> exactly. So just ask and see. And if the whole of it is yours, it's time to, let's say, if you want to make other plans and see do you want to carry this load, is it time for you to shed your past? stop projecting yourself in the future and just come back. And we're encouraging you with our complete love and compassion to dare to be the witness of your own creation. Yeah, it's interesting. I had a friend I called today and I told her how tired I was feeling and she, you know, quoted me about the full moon and how there's these energies and how there's all this collective energy kind of to your speaking. And then there's this part of me kind of like I, <laughs> my independent spirit of the other episode too, where I was like, I don't want to have to work out just because people believe they have to work out. I don't want to feel affected by the full moon just because I want to feel I have the desire, maybe this is misplaced, but the desire to be a sovereign being that's not having this effect by everyone else in this mass connection. I recognize my place within the whole, but I recognize that from my understanding, the trajectory is towards sovereignty in this reality. Is that rather than I'm just so sensitive, I connect to everybody's energy, the plant's energy, the planet's energy, the burning fires and all the things. I don't want to be connected to all that. That sounds very hectic and out of my ability. Of course, because this is way too much. So we are totally agreeing with the fact that you are going towards sovereignty. And that's what we encourage you to choose consciously. 
But then you have to remember that you are part of a system. You cannot be separate from the system in which you are in the physical world. It's all depending one unit on the other, no matter how much you like it or not. But what you can do, and that would be very helpful to not feel like a puppet that is manipulated or that is that has no power because that's not the truth. What you can do when someone says to you, okay, it's the full moon and it's this and that, just go inside once again, slow down, slow the mind down and check. Wow, this lovely celestial being, the moon, does it have something for me today? What's the message for me? And just tune in that amazing energy that is so in affinity with the human bodies, the energy of the moon, and just ask the moon, what's in there for you today? And receive. It will maybe be words. It will maybe be a feeling, a sense of something. You're not a puppet to something that's happening that would be, you know, out of your control. There are things obviously out of your control, but you have an impact and you have a part and you have a say on things and you can use the wisdom of these bodies like the moon and the earth and the energies that are here for you to support you. You can work with them, play with them, dance with them, instead of being balloted from the left to the right, like you had nothing, you no know, control over anything. Just check what is yours and what belongs to others. It's kind of, you know, putting your limits in a relationship. You have a relationship with the planet. You have a relationship with the celestial bodies. You have a relationship with the trees and the water on this globe. And you have a relationship to all of that, but you're not responsible of everything. And it's not that you have nothing to do either. You are part of this. So not to overwhelm the mind, just come back to your center and ask what's in there for me. And then just rest if you need to. Oh, yes. Rest if you need to. Just walk instead of doing the exercise if you need to. Respect the body. The body is not something that is standardized and equal and always the same. The body has its own cycle and it has wisdom to share with you and it has so much to say to you. You're not the body, but the body is there to support you in this experience. And so if it needs rest, by all means, give it to the body. It's been so helpful to have that. A few years ago, a woman that listens to the show did a channel for me privately. She just offered. And the thing she said that was so helpful, and I'm just going to share this in case anyone else is on the journey too. She said, when you need to sleep, sleep. And I'm so thankful she shared that because there's been so many days in the last few years where I've had 10 or 12 hours of sleep and I've needed that sleep. But my mind, if I hadn't had her tell me that back then, would have told a story because I have so many friends in Chicago, especially, that are women in their mid-30s that have little children that are waking up at all hours of the night. And that's not been my life path yet. And so my ego would have felt fear or guilt. 
about sleeping for so long had she not told me that. But what about this? Are there like moms going through this too that like have little children and they can't sleep that much, but their body needs it? Well, these are a time of life that is very demanding for these women. So whenever they can nap, they have to nap with the babies. If they can do that and maybe let go a little bit of the schedule that they can let go and rest their bodies as much as they can because they are not the only one let's say, depending on that body, there is the little baby, either they are feeding the baby or they're the caregiver. And so let go of the schedules as much as they can and just take the rest when it appears that you have a moment, you have a bubble in time to rest, just take it. Schedules are made to have a coherence at a certain point with the system in which you are evolving. But when you feel the body crying for rest, why not? Why don't you allow yourself? This is the the most loving wisdom that is shown to you. This is what is good for you to do now. You need to rest. Of course, sometimes people can't and they just have to go on. But that's when this habit of coming back to your present moment to be in the core of you the most possible and not in the fears and not in the past and in the future will give you the most energy physically to go through these moments where you cannot sleep and you're tired. Coming back to now, letting go what is not yours, letting go that weight of the mass consciousness that is full of fears and stories and dramas. This is so tiring for the human body. Yeah, I was actually more tired thinking about how I had to do the show because I had two things considered to make the choice. For the last two weeks, I skipped. The first week was fine. There was no sponsors. And it was the week after Thanksgiving. So I thought that's great. But the second week, which was the week before this airs, I had a sponsor, the Audible, who had said that they wanted a Tuesday show that they'd booked in advance. And then I had my team that was waiting on the show. But I was so tired and I have no interest in bringing the audience that listens to the show anything less than the very most aligned thing I can bring them. And it was so interesting to watch all the stories of humanity in that situation versus, let's say, you or Abraham Hicks talking about this. And so I actually faced it and said, you know what? I'm so drained. I'll just stop. I didn't do it. I told the team, which my mind could still make a story about that, but they were waiting last minute. So this just made their schedules hopefully easier. And then I emailed Audible and told them the load shedding electricity thing in Cape Town was happening as well, which was very disconcerting. And so I I shared it all and it was fine. No one said anything. But my mind had this whole story of shooting all over me based on these projections of other people and other things I was aligned to. And we are celebrating your choice. And we want you to hear this and receive this. This is so helpful for everybody who is listening, who will listen to this, to give themselves permission to go out of the mind stories and really honor who you are, where you are. Because then when you act, when you go on with your personal journey, may it be a show or whatever, you are aligned more and more to who you truly are. And this is such a beautiful example of honoring that. We thank you so much for this. 
You're welcome, collective. I will not do my job more often. <laughs> yeah, but it's so interesting. There was no actual negative, you know, and I really, this has been very thankful to Abraham Hicks and their, their message now, I can say, it used to be a bit of a reach when I first found them. But now listening to it, it's more of a confirmation, like the cellular level of knowing there's no rush, there's nothing dramatic happening that you know, you're creating your reality, so why make it stressful? Then to, to actually test these little things, though, it's always so fascinating. I've shared in the past about taxes and not feeling aligned to doing taxes, but my mind really had a story from America that you had to do your taxes on time. And it, the, the repercussions were so minor. <laughs> it's fun to know it's all okay. And even something like a sponsor or, you know, and I still care and have so much compassion to my team like that. I don't want to be disrespectful of their time and expectation as well. So that was kind of maybe even bigger than the sponsor. I can give the money back to the sponsor. That's not even a thing if that's what they wanted. But it's more to me like Joe and Claire that were waiting on the show that I, I care so much about them. But I also would never ever waste the person listening to this episode besides Joe and Claire <laughs> once they've edited and written things like the listener I would never want to do anything that I felt wouldn't be as high of service as possible for them too so you're very aligned with what you gave yourself as a mission or as a purpose and this is so beautiful and even though maybe it has created a little chaos in these people's life, they know that as you are honoring this part of you, they can honor it too in their own lives. And this is creating a, a shift in consciousness. And that's why we're celebrating. Because most of the time people you know, would have said, well, I'll do the show and I'll think of something anyway and I'll give them something. And it would have brought you in that moment out of your own vibration and it would have been a whole different story. So we are truly celebrating that choice. And the more people go into that sovereignty, the more evolved the consciousness will become or the allowing of that consciousness to flow in your own experience. And that is an interesting thing to share. I even had a new friend that I made here in Cape Town and I was trying to share how I see the world and it was falling on deaf ears. I could not, and I'm such, I'd like to think I'm a good communicator. That's literally my job. <laughs> I get a lot, I've helped a lot of people, but I could not convey how I see the world differently to this woman who's her own business owner as well, but she just had so many stories around for example, income and how hard you have to work, that she's convinced that it's easy for me to say now that the business has been successful. And I try to say, if I knew it differently, I would have done it differently before. But also the real quantum success that it had was when I actually applied the principles I learned, not before. But then the often the people at the level where she's seeing things will say, well, it's because you put in all the hard work all those years before that now you suddenly hit this ride <laughs> down the water slide. And it was like all easy from there. And I'm thinking, no, I grinded it before that. And I could have continued to grind incremental progress or have the, the ease and flow that followed. Anything to say to that? Just let it go, I guess with people that don't want to hear it well obviously when they don't want to hear it it serves nothing it will just activate a separation so no just do nothing with that 
some people are just not ready. Maybe they will open later. Maybe they won't. Some people are holder of a certain frequency. That's their choice. And they are adamant in holding it against everything. So it depends of the experience. But we would say do not push at all on these conversations when they are not desired, when there is no real inquiry, when there is no real curiosity to know, hmm, you know, it really seems easy and that life is appealing and I really want to know more and I'm tired of working too much and I was told I had to work hard to have money and, you know, this type of inquiry is when like there is a little crack in the wall and the light can come through and the person is really interested in knowing something more but otherwise than that don't push on anything don't insist because it's not welcomed yeah actually you're so right i had two different groups of people i met in cape town one was that group and i enjoyed their company and so tried to share a bit about myself and how i see things basically try to connect on a deeper level than just the beach and the world events of physical reality and she couldn't meet me there now with my family they can't meet me there and i don't even try (laughs) the idea doesn't cross my mind it doesn't bother me i have accepted that and move on i don't even try but i guess it was a bit disappointing to know that huge facet of myself will not necessarily right now be something i can share but another group i met at a dinner the next day or that evening actually, loved it. And I was able to really help in a beautiful way. So I guess, yeah, knowing your audience, but sometimes you have to try the waters and find out where they are. Yeah, and you have to know that you're not the mass and that there are a few of you people holding that light and holding that consciousness. But the important here is being who you are and sharing who you are when it is received but never stop being yourself. So like when you said to that guy, I love the planet, you were being so true to yourself. And then it had a little ripple effect and it's creating changes still. And that was you being you and sharing a bit about you, but not pushing anything. And you will notice when people are eager to know more, but obviously, you're not representing the mass. So some moments may feel more lonely. Yeah, that was a little bit of that experience. Also, I'm in Cape Town, which is interesting right now as a American, but also now having seen the world and really just feeling more from America than still American because I've been out of the country more than in the last three and a half years. What's so interesting too is to see such an interesting culture of huge disparity in South Africa. So they're like the, you know, even like the extremely well-off people and then an extreme disparity here. It's such an interesting mix of cultures so closely together, living basically on almost on top of each other, but having so many different access points and points of view. And then there's little me floating around going about possibility and (laughs) totally seeing like, what can we bring into this reality versus looking at systemic issues that have been in a place like this for a very long time. Now, I don't know how long I'll be here, but I'm curious, how would you operate in a place with such variety? I mean, everywhere has, I mean, a lot of places have variety. It's just really pronounced here from a historical perspective. This is interesting for us because the human Annie has 
no clue at all about that part of the world apart from, you know, she never visited there. And so we're just sensing through your own experience and we want to know how does it feel to you when you are there since you have this consciousness. It's a bit chaotic in terms of the operation of the environment. I think there are two very different kind of vibrations. Like when I'm in, let's say London, or especially Sydney, <laughs> the smoothness of the vibration is very consistent. Now, I would say Sydney's vibration energetically feels different, very different than London. But I would say in some ways, the quality of life as an overall feeling in Sydney feels a bit more slower paced, more natural, more outdoors, more consistent and stable. And then you have London, which is a bit more worked, like they work a bit more. There's a bit more of a grind. The weather is really in this type of season is very dark, very early. And I can see why pub culture has existed for so long in London. It's really one of the only places you want to be when it's drizzling outside all of the time at this time. So those places, they still have a somewhat... A version of consistency here in the same street you will have you know an audi car and then you'll have this van that looks like you're gonna get kidnapped in it that's called a taxi and i'm like really that's the taxi like i feel like my mom would tell me growing up don't get in that van but that's the okay thing to get into and then they're working together and like that group of people when i'm in a cafe for example i i love the energy of the people that are running the cafe overall even if they're from a different part of town and a very different socioeconomic class like i think culturally there's becoming a lot of in that specific case a lot because they're working together and they're around all their customers all the time there's a lot of interesting blending and and I love the they the way that the people I meet engage with me actually I feel like I look them in the eye I don't know if as they get looked in the eye as much but like there's a more of a engagement and a joy like I don't sense any huge discomfort but then that's just like the most intimate way I ever would in, engage like there's a lot of places I hear outside of town where I've been told it's not even safe to go. So I don't know. It's very disparate. It's very harsher energy. Mm -hmm. And how is your body reacting to that? Very tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we wanted to bring. It's like a clash of consciousness. Not saying either it's not related to the economy, the, the disparity of economic levels. It's a clash of consciousness between something of the very old and something of the new consciousness. And that is probably why your body is feeling so tired right now, because we're seeing like blurry energy. So the encounter between the two levels of consciousness is creating a turmoil and in a way, some people live there to anchor the turmoil, to help it come to balance, to help this situation evolve. And some people are just committed to doing that. And they are acting as a bridge between the two levels of consciousness, more than two levels of consciousness that are present in these areas. So some people are evolving there. They, they were born there, they live there, and it's easy for them to just navigate between the two level of energies. The cultural 
the social differences. They have seen them, they know them, they understand the subtleties. But for someone who's out of, who was not born there, who doesn't know all the subtleties, all the signals, you know, these rules that are the unspoken things. So for these people, it is less demanding on the body. But for you or for someone who's visiting, it is a higher demand to adjust because you feel the high difference between the one and the other. And there is all the mind stories also that embark on this journey and are adding to a confusion and that are creating more confusion in the mind also because it's difficult for the human being to stay out of judgment in that oh, we should be doing things differently. We should not, uh, let's say, react or we should do that or we shouldn't. And there is a lot of questioning going on. And we would say it would be interesting for you to be more the witness and come back to your center and see once again what is yours in that energy that is affecting your own level of energy to see what's yours in there and what's not. Anyone come back to their center. May they be the one selling the coffee, the one buying the coffee, the one riding the Audi or the one riding the, the minivan. As much as they can go back to their own center, this is what is going to help consciousness elevate and things shift into more unity and less fraction and less separation. And actually, I can also speak to the consciousness levels. The line's not even there because there's three general cultures that I'm aware of currently in my first few weeks here. It's the indigenous Africans, the Afrikaans, the Dutch settlers and the British, and then anyone that's expatted there now. And one of the fascinating and one of the most satisfying things is to see, I had an amazing Uber drive experience with a man who's been meditating and he shared this amazing insight into his culture. And he was just saying, cause he's had grown up between what he would call the white and the black cultures. And he goes, you know, you guys get told you can do anything. And he described how when he was young, he was told like the way he was taught from the consciousness that he was raised in, in his black culture, as he would describe it, was, for example, if they didn't want him to cross the street because it's dangerous, they wouldn't explain to him that that's because you could get hit by a car. They would tell him, he said, that he would get blisters on his bottom if he sat on the street. So think of the amount of fears that and superstitions that he was speaking about, that he was trying to overcome in his meditations. And yet, I can tell you, he's the most conscious person I have yet to come across in my entire time here. So far as that Uber driver, because his meditations, he had fear and what I call the beanbag showing up. He didn't know what to do with it. But he knew about the law of attraction, the whole thing. He was like, didn't know about the show, but was so excited. I spent a half hour with him in the car after like the car ride was over, trying to help him because I was thinking, where else is he going to learn how to deal with the, he called it the snake feeling he got. And I was like, oh, I can help you. But he, of all the people I've met, he's been the most aware one of all. And so it's definitely not done even by a specifically racial line, but there is a lot of duality or triality in points of view and energies. Isn't he the master to be able to rise himself from 
those stories independent of the racial context. I mean, the families uh, who are transmitting beliefs like this to their young ones, it, it has nothing to do with a racial fact. It has something to do with the fears of wanting to keep your children in a certain limit. You don't want them to cross, but you don't want to explain. And so you're creating stories that are putting weight on the mind, but this one was quite the master to be able to find his own light and come back to his own center with meditation and look at the beautiful gift that this person was able to bring in your own life by sharing a ride with you and being authentically himself and yourself. It's probably the happiest moment of my entire time here was that was so satisfying. I was like, where in the world would I ever imagine I'd have this chance? Because I love helping people, especially him. He had no one to explain that to in a way that could help him. I hope he's listening to this episode. (laughs) And we would like to salute the master in him. Okay, so I have a question for you from a listener. And this one's pretty interesting. This is from Megan. She wrote, I'm wondering if you could explain to us what the end game of our existence is. She says, so we're all awakening and this is the spring of awakening, but let's say humanity gets woke. Then what? If we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, once the humans evolve to their highest enlightened selves, is the game over? Are humans and earth a game to be played by source? Well, will you be disappointed if we say, yes, it's a game? Yeah, I think that's what every inner voice tells me is that you're here to play. Exactly. But you're taking the word game in the wrong way because it's hurting most of the human's feeling to hear that this, that is so painful, that is so difficult, that is so demanding, is a game. So we invite you to say that it is a creation. But yes, it's a game. It's an experience. It is source. So many questions in that one. But yes, we keep, we stay with that. It is a game. But it has nothing to do with a silly game. It is not something unimportant. It is not something something to be taken lightly. It is the game of expression and this is source wanting desiring to observe itself in evolution up to where it can express and words here are so not the reflection of what is but there is no end point to this and we are conveying all our love and compassion in saying this. The point to that is the experience itself, is the now moment, is now, not even when you were asking the question, but how are you feeling now? Every one of you human beings in this experience, this is the point. This is what matters This is what is tremendously important, the now moment. There is, of course, a goal of evolution, a goal of consciousness, a goal of expansion, but no one, not one entity, not one energy that we are aware of does know where or what is the final act or what is 
the final unfolding and result, not one energy that we are aware of knows. It is the ultimate creator's experience. It is what you, each and every one of you, are doing of the now moment that is carving, sculpting what is going to come out of this. I think her question, well, first of all, I share, I'll share, Jack O'Keefe is an enlightened woman, and she's quite blunt and her brightness of her light sometimes is a bit blinding but I did a session with her and she said just you're all just moving the furniture she's Irish I can't do the accent well but she goes you're just moving the furniture around (laughs) she said that's what the game of earth is it's just moving the furniture someone moves it here then you move it there then you wreck the planet then you clean it up it's just something to do and her point was at the end of it all there's like stability there's no more vibrational variance not that she knows what the last scene is. That's not relevant to her. She goes, it's all just a game of furniture moving, and then there's none. And so then she goes, well, do you want to play in the game or not? <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll go play in the game. <laughs> I guess I'm not ready for the flat line yet. How does it feel to hear this? Actually, it's liberating, and especially when my mind wants to get scared about AI and all these events and the nature and stuff. I mean, I think I take a lot of solace knowing or believing the belief that when we die, that we're not stuck in this reality forever. Like, I take so much solace in death. I'm so excited. I'm like, well, if it gets that bad, I'll just leave. Like, I'm not stuck here. That's what makes me hopeful, (laughs) to be honest. No one, not a soul is stuck here. It's always a choice to come here and experience on this plane. Always a choice. There is no way someone is forced to incarnate. An energy is never forced to incarnate. It's always a choice. But it's a choice that is made in such a different level of consciousness than where you are all right now that it is difficult to comprehend, to understand. Yeah. So her question, I think, really, if I was to try to read into where her mind might be kind of going with this, her thought might be along the lines of, so if we're here to kind of be enlightened, once we're all enlightened, what happens then? Ah, that's way different. I think that's an interesting question to ask on this. Of course, that is way different. So what happens? We don't even know what can be the outcome of everybody awakening, but one sure that one thing that we are positively sure about is that's where you are heading. And the more you allow consciousness to embody in you, the more people awaken. Once it is done for each and every soul on this plane, the result, the experience of this is simply way too grand for a human mind to comprehend because you and we as as a whole are not there yet. But there is, and it's not even saying hope, that's where source is heading. That's where the contemplation of this experience is going. Once you are there, once all souls are accomplished, are awakened, the explosion of love, the tremendous unity that will be created will 
bring back to source. We're showing the human, and that's why she's saying this. She's seeing like a, we don't want to create fear, but she's seeing like a nuclear explosion, meaning that the energies will reunite, will become one again. But not in a way that erases all that's happened, but expands upon. Yes, this is, the words are so impossible here. But it's all coming back to being one, but so much more than the one that was even the one at source. So it's like source is going to expand. And it's impossible to explain because source is everything that is. But when all the humans and all the souls are united, because when they are awakened, they are all going to be united. It will be even grander. Well, here, I'm going to ask a good question, in my opinion. <laughs> my belief holds the possibility that there are more beings out there in the cosmos or in universes or other universes than just humans. But is there a specificness about humanity versus other intelligent life forms elsewhere? <laughs> good question, right? Like, that's a really going in for something. What's, what's about humanity? Well, it's the duality experience. It's the illusion experience it's the how long can we hold what do you mean the illusion experience humanity most of you are not believing and even those of you who are awakening are not believing truly that you are from source that you are source that you are love that you are light so there is still this illusion and it's like a seed is planted in the soil and the seed will eventually become a plant but it doesn't know yet it's a plant wait can i tell you a funny story way i've been playing the game lately i keep saying to my friends this is my bet if i had to bet on reality right now i would bet that when we die there's kind of a almost a, in a joking way we're going to get up there and they're going to go see you were god all along you could have done anything you wanted and i would just go i knew it i knew it and i held back and you know and i'm like this so do it now because i'm just going to have that regret later going i knew it but i didn't live it fully and that's it <laughs> it's like whatever you want to live your life it's like go do it because then you die the idea is you're going to get there and they're going to go see you were god all along you could have done anything you could have bought whatever or done whatever or chosen whatever and I go I know it like if I didn't believe it enough fully to live it and choose it then I'm just going to go I knew it but I didn't I held back in fear I don't want to do it in that way I want to just take the ride now yes we are just going to say if one being now just would be to believe it fully that he is god and he is the creator he or she it doesn't matter at all what we're saying is if one being would be to awaken now and it would imply that each and every one of his cells in the body would know also that they are the creator that would be like a a tsunami of knowledge, a tsunami of love washing the body fully from head to toe, from, you know, all the auric field and everything. And the 
knowingness, it's not the knowledge, it's the knowingness that God is you. If that would happen, you would have that clarity, obviously. And then no limits are experienced. There is nothing limiting you apart from your beliefs. And we will never say this enough. Your beliefs are shaping your reality absolutely, completely. As a mass consciousness, as an individual, there are many levels of belief system. That is what is holding your reality. That is what is creating it. So does Eckhart Tolle, maybe Jack O'Keefe as well, like I would say that he seems to me in the most aware human I've ever encountered. Does that mean that they have potentially that level of, or are you saying that no one yet has that full? We would say people walking the earth have attained this level of oneness, but they decided to stay and they decided that they would be the beacons of light for others. And so they do have to have a physical vehicle and they keep the body. So they are enlightened. I was just curious if it is or is not yet attained on the earth. You're saying yes, some. We are saying yes, but the body will have to be shed at one point. Question on Annie and Jess were talking about 2020 and time as a vibration and so forth. I love aligned numbers. I have for a few years now. I see one right now. It's 422. (laughs) And 2022, is there any significance to these things? And as we're getting close to 2020, does that matter? Yes. We have shown a few moments ago to Annie that humans now are thrilled when they see on a clock, they see the numbers or on a watch or somewhere they see harmonics in numbers, they see 222, or they see 1111, or they see an alignment of something, and they react to it, they respond to it, because they are receiving, that's what we shared, they are receiving the vibration, they are more open to receiving the vibration of the numbers. And numbers are also a system that is holding your reality. Mathematics are a beautiful part of the physical reality in which you are dwelling. And so it holds a vibration in entering any new system, either a year or a time, whatever is supported by a grid of numbers will have the being entering that reality, that new system be in response or in reaction to the vibration that is held in the number. So as a a species, as you enter a new decade, as you enter a new millennium, as you enter a new year, or just simply an hour, you have a possible response or reaction to the system created by that vibration, of course. And is it when you bring the now into that grid, like things kind of blow up in a good way? Because <laughs> you're bringing infinity into a numerical system? You bring liberation. 
Ah, yeah, I got really excited by E equals MC squared as a framework. And when you take the causal constant of the speed of light and you change it to infinity, you get the non-physical reality described as the eternal presence of infinite non-physical energy. <laughs> I taught a whole class on it. I was very excited about it. So then there is no more borders. There is no more frontier. And the infinite is in the now. And you don't need the system to support you anymore. You're off grid. <laughs> Your consciousness is off the grid. You can play with in the grids that are here in your reality. This is total freedom. That's what I'm going for. That's where I, I don't think that the full moons and the energetic whatevers of consciousness then bother you so much. I love the idea of that. You'll be playing with them more than being under the influence of. You have to remember that astrology and all these systems have been created to give humanity guidelines to understand, but they were never meant to be rulers. They were just explanations to understand better the system in which you were dwelling, but they were never meant to be overruling your reality. The full moon has a beautiful energy. It brings a gentle light to what was in the shadows. It brings a gentle light to a space, a moment, a belief in you that was unconscious up to now. That's why most people will react with the full moon. They will have exaggerated emotions or sensory experience because they're not aware that there is a gift in the energy of the full moon. But when you are aware of that, you're not a puppet to the experience or the vibration that a full moon is sending or is sharing with Earth. It's just more light into your own experience. So you can simply take advantage of the love that is shared by that celestial body that is so sweet. Beautiful. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say of your own accord today? We're done. We're so pleased that we were able to share these moments with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know anyone that might enjoy this, feel free to share it with them. And if you want to see what I'm up to on Instagram, you can find me at Jesse as in Cookie Lively. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs> <laughs>